Okay. Daniela. Yes. It's been a long time, girlfriend. <laughs> I know. Okay, so uh, episode 574, I think we're at. What's going on? Yeah. Um, you know, that second <laughs> dose of the Pfizer vaccine? Uh-huh. You know, you're yeah. right. It kind of does kind of hit you. I got it on Friday. The first, the first one, I was like a little bit exhausted the day after, but it wasn't anything bad. It's just like just get some sleep. Okay. Like yesterday, and somewhat today too, kind of felt like really like that middle ground of like, I know I feel like I'm getting sick. My body's working through it, mm. but it's not. It's not too bad. I, mean, I just slept a little bit longer today. Okay. <laughs> and I took it easy, but um, yeah. Not not too much. Well, there's a lot of stuff going on. My son got his driver's permit on Friday. I'm so stoked. Nice. Congrats. So he, he passed that. He was so nervous. I booked it wrong, apparently. Um, I booked it as a, a license renewal rather than a new one. So the difference between that is that instead of getting 30 minutes to do the handwritten test, he gets 12 minutes. And I think like 30 minutes is a lot of time. It's 30 questions. Ours is 30 questions. I don't know how it varies per state. For the I don't even remember. Is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's all 12. He's like, oh, minutes. Oh, I have to do this so fast. And I'm like, they haven't changed this test since I took it. Right. So you're going to be fine. And he was like freaking out. He's like, I only have 12 minutes. I I don't, I don't even think I I don't feel prepared for this. It's like it's thirty questions. Don't even don't even freak out about it. You'll be fine. He he was like in and out of there in less than five minutes. And five came, minutes. Yeah, less than five minutes. He was done with the written test. Okay. And he says like he says it felt like he he didn't even know how much time had passed. He was so worried that he was going to take too long to do this test. Um, and I think that's what contributed to him getting a couple questions wrong because uh, he was hurrying to get it done. But he passed it. He only got three questions wrong. Um, and he knew what the answers were. He's like, I, oh, wait, I didn't write that. I swear I wrote it. I'm like, it's okay. You still pat. You're good. And yeah. He got, he got it. He took his picture. Of course, I'm being super proud mom in the DMV. That's of course, really you better. <laughs> I was like taking pictures of him and they're like, no, you can't take a picture of the test. I'm like, well, if he covers the answers with his hand and I just want to see his score and his name, they're like, no, we can't do that. I'm like, oh, man. Mm. And I was like, I'm just so proud that I was taking pictures of him getting his picture taken for his ID. Nice. Here, here's the here's the bad part, though. He passed the written test. He failed the vision test four times. Mm. <laughs> um, I didn't even I didn't even think about that. I completely forgot about the vision part. Um, yeah, because he he wears glasses to kind of just read for the like. He 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 can see really well, but it's just it's just reading stuff. So he got that wrong like four times. Mm. And the guy was like super nice. And he's like, okay, I just need you to pass 100% on one eye. Which is your better eye? 
And um, my son chose his right eye. And then I think he read back the letters. And then the guy is like, okay, the first letter you, you said C. That's wrong. Try again. And my son's like, D. Try again. Z? Try <laughs> <What>? again. <laughs> and then my son's, oh, okay, so you pass 100%. <laughs> It's just like, oh my god, <laughs> that's crazy. Okay, and I'm like, you're gonna wear glasses now when you're driving. Well, you sound better. I do. I sound. I sound. I sound okay. Yeah, yeah, you do. You do. You do. I'm. I'm happy about that. Uh, I. I gotta celebrate small wins. I'm. I'm proud of him. That's yeah. something happy to be to be proud of and happy about so good that's good and that like that's as that's as exciting as my life gets right now <laughs> right so no no gaming no anything right you you just uh you just uh, chilling out yeah i i'm just chilling lately um actually a lot lately trying to figure out stuff you know you got you got personal life stuff that's happening and you know gaming is a nice escape but i can't just sit there to escape all the time i gotta figure stuff out yeah and then i can go back to escaping <laughs> yeah 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 um so i mean the hottest thing right now based on as soon as we started the conversation was the uh megan and harry uh conversation about what's been happening with them from the uh, royal family standpoint um i kind of like that stuff and i think i'm going to actually double back and and get more of context of what took place with that because i think that's that's really history uh, that we're seeing uh happening right now in front of us and i'm sure it's going to be its own documentary or hopefully it's going to be able to be replayed on cbs because that's where i was watching it so so that's that's an interesting conversation but I'll, i'll figure out how to watch it again at some at some point so I was checking that out. Did you ever did you watch that um the the series The Crown? No, but I've heard great things about The Crown. You should definitely watch it. It is really really interesting and um yeah, it's pulled from facts from their the royal family's history, but I don't know how true to certain facts it is. Okay. But it's definitely a good watch. Um, I, I, I haven't really focused on all the history about what's going on currently with the royal family, but I do know that with, uh, with them, they're kind of just trying to leave the royal family and not really be directly a part of it. So I don't know where that, where that is going, but yeah, it's definitely an interesting dynamic and because we don't we don't have that in the US so that's completely foreign to us we have we do have our government but the way that their government works yeah it's very i don't know if the word um this may be the wrong word insular you know it's like it's very uh, protected is very secretive right like way more yeah. secretive than some of the things that we find out that happens you know for the United States government but essentially from what i gathered based on what i was watching they uh, kind of took refuge in Canada and um 
while they were there, they were told that they would no longer get security support from the royal family. So then they moved from Canada to uh, California and Tyler Perry allowed them to stay at uh, his home or one of his homes uh, for a little while while providing security to them while they were trying to figure it out and where they were going to live. And then after uh, they left Tyler Perry's uh, spot after a couple of months, they re- relocated and uh, I think Santa Barbara is what they were saying uh, in the um, Oprah interview. Uh, and that's where they are now. Um, and, you know, trying to figure out basically sharing their experiences of, of what took place and how they got here. Yeah, I, I, I kind of would expect that from, you know, the sons of Princess Diana. Yeah. Um, to really want to change that dynamic because of who their mother was and how yep. she was perceived within the family and in the public. Yeah. Yeah. So, it seems like, um, cause I, I kind of caught it a little bit further in the conversation started with Oprah and Megan and then, uh, Harry came into the conversation later on. Um, so that's where I kind of left it, but I definitely want to find a replay and, and check it out again. Um, or, or check it out, check out the whole thing, uh, that this time around. Um, so yeah, so I was checking that out. That's what was going on. Uh, but as far as gaming news is concerned, I mean, the the thing that I've done the most that's new is the Outriders demo. So I've been hearing a lot of good things about it with only a couple sprinkles of mediocre things. Okay. What'd you hear? Is this going to replace your Destiny? No, it's not going to replace Destiny. Division? No, absolutely not. Uh, I think that what it does well is incorporate what we loved about Gears and what we loved about um, uh, Destiny and those games uh, into its own identity. It's not trying to be those games, but looter shooters are going to be just that. There's so many of them just like Battle Royale. So I don't think it's trying to change the landscape of uh, what the looter shooter, uh, genre is, but it really is trying to, um, show what this, uh, team can do. The people can fly team, the people that did Gears Judgment and all that, what they can do with, um, those combinations of things that we love, whether it's the magic portion of things, as well as the, uh, the covers, uh, the base cover shooter, uh, type game. And I think that, uh, what they've done in a demo, uh, is give a glimpse of, uh, what can be really good. The demo is really good. It is fantastic. And I think that, um, they should get the kudos for what they've done there. It's just, um, how is it going to translate for long-term in-game stuff? And how, how compelling is the loot going to be, uh, as far as like creating different builds? I know you have the classes of the characters. You have that. But how compelling is it going to be long term? Um, and I think that's always the question with a lot of looter shooters that we play. And um, and hopefully they have a, a serious roadmap for that. If they don't, then it's going to suffer. No, oh, like the game that we're going to talk about later on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, so I I like everything that they did with Outriders, um, and I think it's going to be a sleeper. 
um, of the year if they do everything right. And what does that mean? By right, that means uh, the loot table has to be great. It has to keep you coming back for more. Uh, the build uh, compilations need to be uh, super varied, right? Uh, many variations of that and how you want to play. Uh, the reason that Division 2 is still getting a lot of play for me right now is because the the build and what you're chasing um, can be anything, whether you want to do like an armor build specifically or a damage build for DPS or if you want to be like a, the super uh, supportive skill uh, person, which is the yellow. Uh, the armor is the blue, the red is the damage, right? So you can build exactly how you want your character to be and division. That makes you really special, even though the game's a little bit older now, as far as like what's considered looter shooter, you know, as far as new. But um, I'm still chasing things that um, I'm finding um, really, really compelling for me to chase. And that's what keeps me playing it even now. Um, is this something you're going to dive into and add it to your regular rotation between, you know, all the other looter shooters that you're playing? I want to. I want to because I like what they've done. I like the graphics engine. I like uh, the story is, is super compelling as well. I think that they've done a great job uh, to uh, give us a preview of what the game can be. And one thing that they added by way of options is uh, they have an option that after you reach a, a particular point in your, your level uh, for your character, you don't pick up like older gear that you may not necessarily need at your current present day, right? So let's say older gear would be green and white. Um, it, it sounds like according to what is in the options of the system uh, of the game that you will no longer be able to pick those up because you've surpassed those um, tiers already. And I think that if if I'm understanding that particular uh, portion of the system correctly, I think that's great because what um, is annoying at times with the destinies of the world is that I should no longer be able to pick up these older sets of gear that I, I don't have any interest in. Um, we should have an option to um, not pick them up at all in our, in our um, you know, venturing of the worlds, if you will. So I think that is unique. That's a unique take uh, in what a looter shooter has as an option, because I don't think I've ever seen that in, in recent uh, titles or whatever. So they're trying new things, but uh, still making the quality of life of the game really good. Well, okay. So you said there's different classes. Have you tried them all out yet? No, I didn't try them all out. I did, um, I did pyro. I did the pyro, the fire, uh, one. And uh -huh. I like that particular character because it was more of a mid range character. I like mid range assault rifle types and stuff. You still can do the, um, assault rifle stuff as they get closer due to shotgun game, like you do in gears, uh, which I think that, uh, that is still, uh, something, uh, that can be on this game. Also, you can do the wall bouncing, but the wall bouncing is a little glitchy. Um, a glitchy might be the wrong word. It's a little, um, uh, less uh, predictable, um, as you would have gears. Cause I know gears, you can really slide wall bounce into the covers and move forward very smoothly because gears have had many years to perfect that. And I think that once they get that right, uh, with the combination of, um, you know, the weapons and stuff like that. I think the game is going to be really good competitively uh, speaking, but uh, for a very foundation uh, of what we have as a demo, I'm, I am actually blown away at what I was playing because 
I thought the story was going to be lame and I was absolutely wrong. It's very compelling going in. Oh, all right. All right. Yeah. So it's definitely something worth worth a shot if you have time. I think the demo is still available until the game comes out. I think that's what they they decided to do with it. So. Well, then I look forward to watching you play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's good. So so even with that, I'm trying some some different things. Like I think I want to and this may be a little bit extreme in terms of management stuff. I think I want to do like a separate channel for just live streaming stuff for games mm-hmm. for YouTube. Um, because I, um, I didn't want to, um, I guess co-mingle, uh, a lot of different contents on my, um, my main channel, my current YouTube channel. So I'm actually, um, going to probably test out like a, um, YouTube shorts, um, thing. Are you familiar with YouTube shorts? No. Okay. So, so essentially YouTube shorts is, um, uh, 60 seconds, um, of content. So you create a con, uh, a piece of content in 60 seconds. And then if you add the hashtag shorts, it, uh, goes into the, um, the shelf of YouTube for YouTube shorts. So it's their micro content that they're testing out, which is in beta right now. So I think what I'm, I'm considering doing is creating a channel only for YouTube shorts and creating a channel only for live streaming games because that those market, um, the target market uh, consumer for those content, they'll know that once they go to that channel, only shorts are on there. And once they go on the live stream channel, only live stream is on there. So you're, you're not anticipating um, oranges uh, on one thing when there, where there's apples, right? So I think I want to separate that. So, and I, I realize there's certain content that I put on my main channel right now, it doesn't um, perform as well because when they come on my my current uh, YouTube channel, they come in for um, tutorial content. They come in for some interviews and clips, but they don't necessarily come for the podcast stuff, right? Because I realized that doesn't do very well. So now I have to figure out, should I create a, a whole separate channel just for the podcast stuff? And if that's what is going to happen, I'm considering it because I realized that um, since we're programming which is a very interesting word for the context of what I'm saying now, uh, different viewers for what they're coming for. Um, when I change channel five, I know what I'm getting for programming, right? When I change channel seven to channel seven, I know what I'm getting, right? So if I think yeah. of it the same way, then I should consider doing um, the YouTube channels the same way. So if you're coming to uh, channel five, but you're getting channel seven stuff, you won't stick and watch, right? You, you'll change the channel. So, which means the retention will go down, which means, um, the, the average view duration will drop, right? Because you're not coming there for that particular thing. So, um, so yeah, so YouTube shorts is basically, uh, you create a video that's vertical and the vertical, uh, the vertical video is, um, 60 seconds or less. Uh, and then you add the hashtag shorts to it. And it's, it's basically like uh TikTok, right? TikTok is what, 30 or 60. Um, so I think it's, um, they're trying to go that route. Um, I think, uh, what is it? Instagram has a 60 seconds, but you could do vertical or, or horizontal, but this is, uh, specifically for, uh, vertical content that's, um, up to 60 seconds. Um, and that's considered a YouTube short. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's what's going on with that right now. You have been a hard working man. I I'm trying different things. Um, and I want to see how they, um, they perform. And, you know, we're both reading the same book right now. 
right? Uh, YouTube formula. Yeah. So, so I think that, um, there's no way for me to know how these things will perform if I just still think about them instead of just trying to implement them, right? So it doesn't take long to create a new YouTube channel, right? It's only a half an hour or less, really, you know, put a banner there, mm-hmm. add some, you know, about, put some links in there, right? It doesn't take that long. It's just, um, how do you know what's going to perform if you don't try it out, right? So I think that, um, that's, that's where I'm at right now. I don't mind, uh, trying, uh, to, um, contextualize the content, uh, for a particular channel to see how it perform and then even use the other channels as recommendations. So for instance, um, you create a YouTube shorts channel. It's only 60 seconds content there. Every piece of content is 60 seconds, right? And then at the bottom of that main channel of that shorts channel, you could recommend your main channel, right? So if you already have a channel there, you could say recommended channels and have the recommended channels that you want at the bottom. So you're not only tying in, um, the, the channel that they're currently watching. You're also tying in your, the other channels that you have, um, that or that you're working on. So. Um, you know, there's different ways to test it out. And I think that's something that we need to do instead of, um, consuming, um, drama that happens on social media. That could be its own segue, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought I'd throw that in there because, you know, um, but, um, so, so even with that, I want to ask you. So you muted a couple of things. I know we were talking about that in a conversation that will never, um, make the, the light of day because it doesn't, it doesn't exist. But in this particular conversation, we were both doing something that was very strategic for us. And if we want to call it our mental health by, um, muting accounts that didn't provide any value for us, um, in the long term, right? Um, how, how are you? I am good. Um, no, I, I did. And I did more even after we, we talked and you know what? It, it's nice. It's nice, it right? Definitely nice. It I, does, it's a different vibe, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, it, def, it definitely is. It's not that I don't, again, it's like not that you want to ignore that there's bad things in the world, but you don't have to see it all the time. Right. Like, you know, it's there, but you don't have to drown yourself in it it's right. just it doesn't do you any good and i do i do sometimes and and i think that a lot of it i do because i like the perspective of what's going on because i don't want to be blind of what's happening in the space right but at the same time um one of the one of the things that i need to consider is once you leave that world that segmented world if you want to call it that nobody knows what's going on with that stuff Nobody. Outside of that, nobody knows the things that happen, right? So my thing is, okay, so if I'm, if I'm putting a lot of energy there now, now this doesn't mean, and let me be clear, this doesn't mean that you can't encourage the individuals that are going through things. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is like, um, there has to be a, a, a time where you have to put a pause to that so you can focus on the things that you're trying to focus on because Every family has their own challenges, right? I, I have my own challenges, but it's not something that you sure. see me talk talking about um, all the time on social media. But every every family has their thing, right? So I can't. Um, and most of the things that I'm reading and consuming, I don't know the people. 
Right? Yeah, so, that is definitely true. Right? I, I think that it was just like consuming and being engulfed in the issues of other people, whether they be something that's, you know, to a community or just to a single person. And, you know, if it's in a community and it, and it's the community I'm in, yeah, I'm going to pay attention to it. But to be like in other people's business about them spilling the tea about somebody else, it doesn't affect me. Like, ah, I, I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. So, so now whether I know them or not in the future could or couldn't happen, I don't know. Right. But I don't know these individuals. Right. So I can't pick a side. I, I'm not the pick a side person anyway. Right. I never have been. And you know that. So I always like to look at things from an objective uh, point of view. So, uh, somebody's right. Somebody's wrong. There's always that. Right. It's just when are we going to meet who is and who isn't? I don't know. Right. Because I don't know the people involved. I don't. But what's interesting recently, I got some perspective from uh, someone I'll never name here. Um, it's, um, and it was a long conversation. And I've got a lot of perspective that, um, I can go with in regards to how I am viewing, um, what's happening in the space in terms of, um, who's getting magnified more than, you know, which group is getting more magnified than other groups? Why is it just a particular month? Why is it just May for this group? Why is it just February for that group, et cetera, et cetera, right? So I'm, I'm speaking general general terms, but you know what I'm saying, right? Every group shouldn't just be highlighted, um, whatever that group is, on just one particular month. Everybody is is creating content. And if the person is doing great content um, that deserves, um, you know, some shine, and if you can amplify what you're seeing, whoever that person is, whatever group, whether they're in the, they're in the February group or the May group, whatever, whatever month it is, um, magnify it, give it shine, retweet it, right? Don't just retweet your friend stuff. That's the point I'm trying to get to, right? Because if you're just retweeting your, your friend stuff, how is that growth? Right? That's just a silo of, of support. That's not, uh, global support, right? So now, so, so I got this person, man, this person gave me a lot to think about. And, um, and I'm, I'm glad that she did, right? And, um, it was, it was, you know, I'll definitely share with you who, who it was, um, offline, but uh, I really, I, I appreciate the, the clarity uh, of that stuff. So, so yeah, so I muted accounts, um, but I am, always ready to have conversations about uh, what's happening in a space uh, to some degree, because I'm, I'm still building my own things. And I still feel like uh, I'm at uh, the ground level with things that I want to achieve and some of the goals that I have. And, and, uh, but yeah. So I, I want to go with that whole, it's a silo of you just sharing your friends and that's all you're going to see. Sure. So what I've, I've taken to do that I actually find a bit of joy from um, is there's like, I have people that I follow and I can see who they tweeted or who they liked that. I don't necessarily follow myself. Okay. Um, and I'll, I'll see it on my timeline and they'll be, you know, stoked about whatever is happening for them. I actually find more joy telling a perfect stranger that I haven't met yet that I haven't followed, you know, good for you. I'm, I'm happy for you. Congratulations. And, you know, they get back to me and like, 
like, oh, well, thank you. For for me, it's kind of like smiling at that stranger that at the grocery store. It's something so small, but it changes your mood. It changes their mood. And it's it's nothing it's nothing big. It's just a perfect stranger that you're just giving good kudos to just for the sake of like congratulations. Even if they don't even even if they don't reply back to me, I for I found more joy in that lately than, you know, telling my friends. I'm of course I'm telling I'm like I'm soaked for my friends, but they're always gonna know that I'm soaked for them. So I have reasons why that may be, but I want to, I, I don't want to say anything on it yet. But why do you think that is? It takes more for a stranger to come out and tell you that they're happy for you than it does for somebody that you know. Cause you never know how that person's going to take it. It's kind of, it's, it's kind of like when you nicely hold a door open and you smile at somebody. Majority of the people are going to say thank you. You're going to smile and nod their head. Yeah. Tell you that they appreciate it. And there's going to be like that, like one to two percent that is like, I can get my own door. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know, but for that other 99, 98 percent, it feels good to do something nice. Yeah. So so here's the other thing too. like a lot of people that listen to the show, um, they won't know what we're talking about. That, and that's, and that's the other thing too. Like, I, I have to think about it outside of, of the in the know and not in the know. Like, most individuals who are listening to this be like, you know what? Uh, this is a great conversation. You know, I, I understand the takes, uh, from both individuals who are talking on this podcast right now, but they don't know what we're talking about. Mental health and being happy. Right. Find right. Good in the right. world. So, yes. Yeah. So, so globally, yes. Yes. Globally, yes. But in terms of like, uh, um, details about, uh, what's happening in the community, unless they're actually, uh, paying attention to the individuals that, uh, we connect with, you know, on and off, depending on what's happening, nobody knows what's happening really in the space. No. You know, and, um, so, but you're right. So mental health is, is really, uh, the conversation here because, um, what can I do? Uh, to focus better on the things that I'm trying to build. And what does that look like? It definitely doesn't look like Anthem next. <laughs> nope. No, it definitely does not. But I'm glad that they're able to transition to um, another project that nobody lost their jobs. I didn't see that nobody, anybody lost work, if you will. Um person who decided to do what they did to anthem definitely deserves it <laughs> yeah so i didn't i didn't see anything i didn't see anything like that but um but yeah so i don't know if i you said it's easier to show strangers kindness and gratitude those weren't weren't your words I'm, I'm paraphrasing in my in my brain here it's easier to show them that than someone that you've kind of acquainted with which i think it's is weird I think it's okay. You you see what I'm saying? It's kind of yeah, weird. It's weird. It's weird, but I don't think it's weird at the same time. Because I should because be able. After a while, yeah. Well, after a while, when you have your friends and your family, you know, congratulating for you and they're happy for you. Yeah. It's not that that feeling and sentiment means less. It's not as impactful. Like. Well, I'm glad that my family's proud of me for what I did. That's but because it's they've gotten to the point that I 
I, I expect them to say it already. I like, I know you're going to say that because, well, you are and you always are. So. Well, is it the danger of them being too familiar with you? Because I think that if, if someone, I think that um, everybody needs encouragement no matter where they are in their journey, right? Whether you think that's a, a, a gaming oh, thing or, yeah. right, right, right. So, so I think that is it because, is it because they've gotten so familiar with you that, um, it no longer holds the weight of, Hey, you know, this is amazing what you're doing. Uh, you're changing lives. You're, you're, you're saving the world. Um, is it a familiarity thing or, or is it something else? I, I, I think it's a familiarity thing. Okay. You just, you just hear it so much and it's kind of, it, it's, I, I don't want to say that I don't want them to say it, but I, it, it's just, it really is because you, you know that that's the way that they're going to feel. Where it takes so much more for a stranger who doesn't know you to say those nice things. Mm. It might seem weird, but like if you're sharing your accomplishments publicly, then somebody comes up to you. Oh, you did a great job. I really love that you did this. Right. I'm really glad that you did that. It takes courage from that stranger to come up to you to tell you those things in the first place. I agree with that. And to take their time out of their day for a stranger to tell them those kinds of words. I agree with that. So I feel like that that right now for me feels more impactful mm. for myself and for me to even receive that from somebody I don't even know. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Whereas if it, and it's weird because this feels like a, you know, double late latest story here, because if I had friends who didn't say those things, like they just stopped. I'm like, well, you usually, usually say it. I expect you to say it. Now you're not. You feel some kind <laughs> of way about it. Wrong. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. Um, it, it, their words don't mean necessarily less to me. They're just not as impactful. Cause like, I would hope that whatever I do, um, my friends and my family are proud of me. So I know that I got that on my, on my end, but. But it's, it's an uphill, it's an uphill for them because you've mentioned in, in past episodes that it's, it's, um, I'm going to walk, I'm going to tread softly here that it's, um, it's challenging for you at times to receive, uh, uh, compliments, accolades. Uh, I'm trying to, I mean, correct okay. me if I'm wrong here. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right about that. So friends from friends, I would expect, yo, congratulations. You, you did this and you, you know, so happy for you for that family. It's the same thing, but different wording. Mm -hmm. Like if my family doesn't critique me on something I did, I don't feel like they're proud of me for anything. So they're my my family itself and my family dynamic. Um, if they don't give offer me some type of critique, it means that their attention was like whatever I did wasn't worth their attention to focus on anything that I could have done better. Whereas if they did give me, it's like oh well, you could have done this a little bit better. At least I know that they watched, they paid attention, and they were focused on what I was doing. Okay, so then the it's really weird. Yeah. Most people don't like that. Most people really don't like that, but that's that's how it is. 
it's like it's kind of like how I got I get my uh, my company uh, evaluation, employee evaluation every October. The PMP stuff. I don't know what a PMP is. Performance. One of those. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a yeah. performance evaluation yeah, yeah, yeah. to see how I did for, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. for the year. We always get a grade and it's given like our supervisor gives it to us. And supervisor gave, she did us in like each of my, me and my coworkers separately. Um, but we all walked away with the same thing. Cause she was like, Oh, you guys did this great. You did that great. And we were like, where did we mess up? Like, you need to tell us where we messed up. And she was like, so confused. Like, what do you mean? You did an awesome job. Okay. But you need to tell me where I can improve because there's always room for improvement. I'm not going to learn anything and be better if you're not going to tell me this. And like, she, she's like, we just walked out. Like, I feel like that was the worst eval I've ever gotten. And the thing is, I got, it was an amazing eval for me. If you looked at the paper itself, like, oh, you look like a great employee. Me, I was like, well, how am I supposed to be better next year if you're not going to tell me what was wrong? The same thing with my family. And I wasn't the only one. And like, my coworkers felt that same way. Like, we all came together as a group. We're like, did she give you any pointers on what to do better? It was like, nope. Well, we're going to be terrible next year then. And and that's not necessarily the case, right? That's that's from your lens, right? Yeah, that's from my lens. This is that that's particular to me. That's right. how I know my family cares. It's like they'll have some key points for me, like, oh, let's just do this a little bit better. That doesn't work for a lot of people. It really doesn't. People don't want to be criticized or critiqued like that. Right. But I don't want to be told about only the good things. I want to okay. be told where I can improve to be a better person, to make better content, to to improve. That's what I want to know. Okay. Okay. So uh, a little pushback here. But you fight people against it, though. Against which? Uh, against the... Like, if if someone believes that they're suggesting something good for you, you fight against it until... I don't know what the until is, but you, you're, you're a fighter. You fight against it a little bit. Would you say that's fair? Yes. Okay. Because if you're going to critique me, it better be like exactly what is it that was wrong with it. Okay. What could I, like, like, don't, don't tell me like, well, you could have flowed better here. Okay. How? Like, explain to me because I feel like I did this. So where? In that flow, do you think I stuttered, I sobbed, could have been better, could have been smoother? Because if you don't give me that, then I just feel like you're just throwing it out there for the sake of throwing it out there. Mm. I'm going to analyze what you're going to say about me, too. Okay, so um, quick question um, for you. Does does your work involve math? Sometimes. Okay. M- more than others or... or, or... What's the percentage you'd say um, it involves math? Not that much. Uh, like maybe 20, 20 to mm. 30% of the time. Okay. I was just wondering. I was just wondering. Because uh, if it was like a, a problem solving thing or, um, but, but at any rate, yeah, I think that uh, for you specifically, I think it took some time. Like we've had conversations about this in the past where I would say, you know, uh, nice things, uh, pleasantries, uh, compliments. And I realized the first few times it was like this big wall 
um, in front of you, preventing you from receiving what I just said. Oh, and it's was, still there. And I was like, <laughs> huh, okay, so I'm not imagining that. So I was like, huh, this is interesting. It's a little odd, but okay. But I think, but over time, you know, uh, I think that while it's still there, um, there's some things that I've heard you say that has acknowledged some of the things that I've said, which, which is great. I think. I guess that's an improvement. I, yeah, I think so. I think so. I think that's good. Yeah. It's still weird to me. (laughs) Still working through it. I'm going to be forever working through it. Yeah. Forever. It's, but, but it's, it's all good. It's all good. I, I'm here. I'm here with you. We're, we're working it out. So, so I think that, uh, when, when individuals, um, are going back to what we were talking about a little bit before, when they're going through what they're going through online, I, um, I'm a little saddened by it that they have to go through some of the things that they go through. But, um, I can't provide, um, any encouragement that is, um, super targeted at what they're going through right now because I don't know them. Is that, what do you think that's fair? I think that's, that's really fair. Um, it, it's more because if there's always three sides to the story. Your side, their side, and the truth. And depending on what side you are, it's always going to be like everybody has a different perspective on life um, and how they perceive things and how they acknowledge things. Um, So what really happened in whatever situation may be is going to be different from both sides. And I'm not going to sit there and decide who is right and who is wrong because I feel like that is setting myself up for something. Right. Um, and it's kind of like, I, like, I think when I was younger, I was always that, that ride or die friend, like, oh, you hurt my friend's feelings. You know, I'm going to take my friend over you. And for the most part, that's, that sounds that's safe. Kind of it true. sounds that's safe, sounds, but it's, it's it does. Yeah. but if my friend did something really, really messed up, and they're mad because this other person tried to, you know, get back at them for whatever they screwed up on. Like, I'm going to be wrong. Like, mm. dude, you, you messed up. I can't back you on that. We're friends and all. But as a friend, you got to own up for what you screwed up with. Like, I can't just automatically take your side. Um, Because I, I would get myself in trouble that way a lot. And I learned that I'm sorry, I can't just be a rat or die because... Um, I got my own life. I got my own family I got to worry about. I can't be messed up in, in whatever you did or however you feel if I don't see it that same way. Mm-hmm. And it takes it takes a lot for you to be able, okay, what is your side of the story? All right, let me go and research what this person has to say and their side of the story. And then I'm going to look at everybody else who's looking at this whole picture here. What did they experience and what did they see and how they take it? And try to figure out what really happened. That is so taxing to do. And that's not just online. That's not just within, you know, our own streamer content creator community. That's in life in general. 
And nobody should be wasting their time on that. Because if it, like for me personally, my advice is if it doesn't actually directly affect you and your life, you can be supportive for their, your friend in, in the sense that you're going to listen to them and, you know, they're going to work through it and you're going to help them work through it. But don't don't take an immediate stance like it's your fight to begin with. Yeah, I definitely agree on that. So um, we'll, we'll let that marinate for a little bit. Uh, let's just do uh, some news. Uh, not a lot on the news front because we're approaching April, May, June stuff, which is uh, E3 that will probably never happen until maybe next year, uh, 2022 or the following year, 2023. So uh, bananas into controllers. I don't know what that was. Did you see that? I saw that. So So they have a patent for this. I guess that's going or they're not you don't have it. It hasn't been fully approved yet, but they're working through this. And there's actually something that's very similar to kind of how I'm reading this patent. I I don't this whole banana thing is weird, but there's actually a company called. um, Actually, I think the product is called Makey Makey, where you can actually turn anything into a controller, even a banana. So, oh, it's from, it's a, it's from Joy Labs is what it is. Okay. So you have all of these connectors that you can attach to anything that will give it a, um, electrical signal and you can just use it as your controller. And I've seen some really amazing YouTube videos about people using the most bizarre things, but it's out there and it's been out there for a few years and, and they especially have it aimed towards, like I see adults do creative things with it. But it's more geared towards um, STEM education for kids, for them to understand that, uh, which is actually really, really cool. Uh, how um, Sony's going to do something different with it? I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. I think it was. Um cool when i saw i was like oh that's that's kind of that's kind of neat i know we kind of like ran over um this uh, topic real quick but i want to go back to it so anthem um i've always said is one of the most uh, beautiful uh looter shooters that uh we saw uh in recent years was that 2019 maybe 2019 uh 2020 something like that and i think that um i really enjoyed what they were offering um they they started off really good. You know, the loot was cool. People were enjoying that. And then somewhere along the way, they couldn't keep up with uh, the demands of um, how fast individuals were going to go through uh, their loot table to, you know, what ended up happening, uh, the game dying and they're moving in, you know, other projects and stuff like that. So uh, thoughts on that? 2020 people stayed home. And they're still staying home. How do you not predict how quickly people are going to go through your stuff? Yeah. I mean, even if even if we didn't have the mess that was 2020 happened to us, there's people who like, you know, they just go through 60 hours content. Got it. I'll just I'll get that done in a week. Right. Home that's a lot faster. But Anthem had a rough start to begin with, period. And they tried to like revive themselves and keep a lifeline on there. So I'm really actually amazed it lasted as long as it did, even though it wasn't that long at all. Mm. But you got some diehards that were like, really, really like, no, I believe in this. It's going to be great. Right. 
So amazing to them. Kudos to them for that. I was out of there. Like I was looking forward to it. I wanted to see more for it, but it's just like that rough launch. I was like, no, I can't. I can't dedicate the, myself to this. This is yeah. a train wreck I want to avoid. Pretty wild. So there was that. Uh, what else? I know we've been gone for a little bit. Let me scroll down here. Uh, Tom Holland uh, not happy with Uncharted performance. And um, I'm like, uh, I don't know. Uh, thoughts on that? So him being casted for that, I, I still don't quite see. Like I saw the picture. And I'm like, I guess, but it like for an actor like Tom Holland, any actor really in that, in that age range where they have a transition that they got to go through, it's kind of like when the Disney kids finally grow up to be adults, they want to go and make a, you know, more age appropriate, um, movies and, and TV shows and music for where they're at instead of their Disney image. That's kind of where Tom Holland is because you have him as, you know, Spider-Man. Who is this high school kid? And then you're going to have him as Nathan Drake? So like, I do you think him, it was too soon? Like, or do you think I, it... Go ahead. I think it is too soon. Because I see him and I'm like, you... Like, I know you're older than 16, 17 years old, but that's what I see. That's the image that's in my head yet. Like, the, like there should have been a little bit more of a transition of him doing other films in between those that you can gradually see him progress into, you know, that rough exterior adventurer, Nathan Drake. I don't quite see it. Um, but it, it, that's that was just me personally before he even said this. Now, for him to say that he wasn't happy about it, you can that you can take it into a, many different ways. I don't think he's a terrible actor, but I think just any person can be really hard on themselves and critique themselves really hard about their own work. I think maybe like the way that the interview went and what he had to say was that he really was trying really hard for people to not see Spider-Man when they watched Uncharted. Right. And for him to to be that manly, burly guy and like Please don't see me as a 16, 17 year old high school kid web slinger. Yeah, I think um, I definitely want to watch it to see like how they portrayed him, because from what it sounded like is um, he didn't have enough. Um, he didn't he didn't have a lot of creative freedom that he believed that he would have in this role. And I think that uh, we're expecting something incredible, something uh, spectacular, you know, especially when you're, you're talking about, uh, the Nathan Drake, the Uncharted series, which is one of the dopest series that, uh, we've seen. Um, and great writing too, a uh, great performance there. Uh, voice acting was, was phenomenal as well. So when you take something like that and you're like, Hey, we want you to do what you're doing, but in the, uh, confines, if you will, of this idea of this person, this is what we want at the end of, of it. So. If you didn't feel like he had a lot of creative freedom in it, then it's kind of hard uh, to, you know, imagine uh, the the discomfort that he he had scene to scene. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, that totally makes sense. 
Um, I think like you can tell, definitely tell movies in where the actor wasn't given that freedom to explore, to try out different things with these characters and really develop them in, in the vision that they see it to bring it to life. Um, I'm still going to watch it. I'm still going to give it a try, but I just think that is the hard part. And he could have probably knocked that role out of the park for all we know right now. Um, but just for me as a fan, as a, as a moviegoer or movie watcher, I think that, I think it was just too soon in between those. It's like really hard. It's kind of like Shia LaBeouf. You know, he is a Disney kid. And he he didn't immediately jump into like these really super manly movies. Like I can see this transition of him growing up as an actor and to some of the roles that he ended up being in. And I can accept that. I can acknowledge that. I think just for Tom Holland, I think it's just a little bit. It, it's too much of a 180. I, I think he, I. I think there's a possibility. Be okay. Yeah, I want to. I want to see it. Um, I'm a big Uncharted fan. Uh, Uncharted is what made me go back to PlayStation after me uh, saying, you know, Xbox all the way, Xbox forever, and stuff like that. And I think that Uncharted really brought me back uh, to uh, the PlayStation. And um, yeah, so I want to see it. And, um, and I guess we can uh, nitpick it uh, from there uh, when the time comes. Definitely. So, yeah, so there's that. A couple of uh, quick hits. I want to do quick hits and we can uh, focus on some some additional things. Um, uh, PS exclusives uh, to PC, Days Gone. Um, I think Days Gone, Days Gone is, is a cool game i didn't really get into it like that even when i was watching a lot of the um footage if you will um i don't know uh i i don't mind ps exclusives to pc i think they're just dragging what i really want to see from that so your 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 thoughts what do you mean dragging what you really want to see from i that? want uncharted That's what yeah, I want. I, think, uh, I don't I know if it can happen. Are exclusive for a little bit too long for it to come to PC. Okay, but I think that timeline. Well, okay, no, Uncharted is way too long way to come to PC. But I think lately it's been like a year before they bring it over for a few of the titles that they have. Yeah, um, I mean, is it safe to say it's a money grab? Like, um, because Days Gone, um. I don't remember it getting that much. Uh, maybe it did. I don't know. Uh, that much, uh, marketing and stuff, uh, push for it. I don't know if it was delayed at, at any point in time. Um, I felt like the, the, the cycle for its marketing was up, down, up, down, up, down. Right. And finally the game came out. Yeah. You know, some people played, some people didn't, whatever. That's the cycle of things. Right. But, um, I didn't feel like it was just like when you're thinking of PS exclusives that, I'm going to walk, I'm going to walk softly here that really, really matter. Right. Days Gone is not one for me that I'm like, wow. No, I agree with you. Okay. Okay. Cool. I agree with you. It it, it really isn't. So I think maybe it's a money grab for that particular segment of the studio to be like, look, we didn't do so good here. Let's try it on 
try on PC, try to revive, try to <laughs> try to bring some interest back. But you know what? You're right because I don't think I I. I I wasn't really like I think initially I was interested in it, but it quickly died out my my interest to play it. I can't remember much of what anybody said about it. Okay, which is a very it's a very that's, that's interesting, a very right? Hard thing. That's yeah. a, that's interesting, right? So so let me just read this real quick. Okay, it says Days Gone is a 2019 action adventure survival horror video game developed by. Bend Studio and published by Sony Interactive Entertainment for the PlayStation 4 and Microsoft Windows. Um, okay, initial release, April 26, 2019. Uh, engine is the Unreal Engine 4, right? So you have that. Now, when you look at that versus uh, Uncharted, right? Uncharted, let's just do Uncharted 2. I think that's one of my favorites. Uncharted 1 was cool. Uncharted 2, we have um, initial release, October 13th, 2000. And nine. It was like forever ago. Well, right? that sounds like forever ago, but it doesn't feel quite forever ago. Right, because the long-lasting impact of the game and the whatever and, you know, how people received it and played it and talked about it, the story, that lasted longer than what is Days Gone about? I don't even know. Besides what I read and what what I saw, that's it. That's rough. That's really rough. Right? Right? I mean, if you're listening to this, I'm, I don't think I'm talking crazy. That's it. Outside of that. But when you think of Uncharted 1, Uncharted 2, Uncharted 3, and 4, maybe some people are like, eh, 4 is, eh, 4 is all right. Okay, fine. Uncharted 1, 2, and 3, you can't say anything about that. So... No, we're not excited about it. <laughs> those are those are my thoughts on it. So Days Gone, I may never pick up. But if you say Uncharted 2, 3 or whatever, and the multiplayer component comes to PC or Steam or whatever, I'm buying it immediately because that's what I'm waiting for. I'm not really waiting for a lot of major, that which that series is major, I understand. Any other major series right now uh, for PC, I'm not really waiting for. This is what I'm really waiting for that translates to the Steam or whatever they, wherever they decide to put it. Uncharted 2 multiplayer on Steam. That's it. That's that, that's what I'm really waiting for. And it seems like every other game that comes out and announced um, for the P- PS exclusive stuff is great. Look at you know the lady with the the mechanical mechanical uh, Horizon um, Zero Dawn. That's fantastic. No issues against that, right? I think that game l- lasted as more meaningful in terms of what it did for the genre and and that game itself and the cosplay and all that stuff. That meant more to a lot of people than Days Gone. You know, apples and oranges, I get it. But in terms of lasting impact, it meant more. There, were, there was more excited for... Uh, I saw more excitement for that when that was announced uh, for PC than Days Gone. Yeah, I agree with that. I can't. 
I'm sitting here really trying to. I'm trying not to Google it to see what was said about it. Yeah. But I cannot. I I'm can't telling you, I, I, I argue with me because uh, because I, I I want it because I'm 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 seeing the initial uh the the initial push for the stuff. I'm seeing uh, how people are responding to it. I'm seeing what people are talking about over it, right? And what people are excited about, and in the grand scheme of things that are happening that week or whenever it was announced, and it's not. Like the Uncharted's, it's not like the Horizon Zero Dawn's, it's not like even the Outriders demo. It's not even like anybody's like, "Yo, it's gone coming to PC. I'm getting it." That's no, exa- that's, anybody say that. that's what I'm Nobody. saying, right? That's what I'm saying, and I think that you know, in terms of and and again, I could be completely wrong, right? But if they release numbers. Um, and if the numbers has a particular trajectory that you're supposed to see in terms of sales from that platform, I wouldn't be surprised if they consider it a disappointment in their next major call that they do. You know, the companies do these calls that they do, financial calls or whatever. And they put that in a slide that it was unexpected based on the performance that we anticipated and the trajectory that we're looking for, blah, 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 for this particular title, Days Gone, when it went to PC. Why are, we, why are you wasting our time? Put Uncharted on PC. I mean, 2009, come on now, right? So, so that's where I'm at. And, and I could be wrong. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, just hit me up on Twitter, at Uriah. You know, hit me up. I, tell me I'm wrong. But I didn't see it, you know, I didn't see it. So, um, so that's, that's what's going on with any thoughts on the exclusive stuff. What would you like to see as a PS exclusive from, from that camp? Um, Did they do God of War? I don't think God of War, no. Okay. I don't know if God of War made it. I'm not sure. But, um, God of War is always looking dope, you know, always. So, um, yeah. So what would you like to see? I think at one point they had God of War in PC. I want to say they did. Okay. I don't know, but, um, we, we can, I can take a peek. Uh, so you have infamous second son, shadow of the Colossus Uncharted, the last guardian, God of War, PlayStation hits, um, uh, bloodborne did bloodborne was bloodborne was going to make its way to, um, bloodborne was dope. Um, last of us, right. Uh, Ratchet and Clank. What else we have? Um, Horizon Zero Dawn, Ghost of Tsushima, the Spider-Man games. That would be dope on PC. Um, I think that those are the major ones, right? Gran Turismo. That's a PlayStation exclusive, right? Yeah, that is. That'd uh, be amazing. Look amazing on PC. I don't think, actually, I don't think God of War was. I think it was some weird stipulation about being able to, but it was still through PS now, I think. Okay. PC. It was weird. But I think there was some type of loose rumors that eventually God of War will be ported to right. PC. Death Stranding that- made its way 2019, right? Game released yep. in 2019 made its way to PC very quick, right? Maybe that's something that they wanted to be done originally in a contract, you know, however that was written. But uh, that made its way. 2019 made its way. But, but Uncharted, it's still never, you know at the present time of us recording this has made its way to PC yet. So I could be wrong again. I, you know, 
but I, I see the behavior, I see the excitement, and um, I didn't see it for Days Gone, and, and I'll stand on that. I'll stand on that hill with you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, so, Uncharted, uh, are we going to watch Monster Hunter? I know we haven't talked about it in a bit. <laughs> why are you laughing <laughs> trailers i tell you why are you oh, laughing yes, i'm going to watch it because i think the trailer makes it like it's makes it look terrible okay right um i again like i said before in the first release that trailer i really i really enjoy mila jovovich as an actress i love the movie she's in but this one i think she could have sat out <laughs> and just the way that it's being advertised as in the story i'm like yeah i'm not feeling it um again i'm not like it's not like i can say that i'm a diehard monster hunter fan too so i don't Mm. know i don't know how close that is but from my experience with monster hunter like whatever they have going on there it's like that is not it that is just not doing it for me i will watch it i will try to keep an open mind about it but if it's anything like how she brought to life resident evil one was okay. Everything else after that, one was okay. Like, Please just stay away. Just stay away from it. All right. Don't. So, so I, I just want you to think about this for a second. You ready? All right. Remember the excitement that we started getting when we heard that Halo was going to be on PC. I Whether- remember the collective community's excitement for it. Yes, not my right. personal. Like You're right, else. which which I totally understand. Whether you were into it or not, or you were, whether it was periphery for you or not, you felt that it was almost like tangible to you. Even if you yeah. were a spectator, right? And I think that when you feel that kind of, let's just use energy as a loose word, uh, for something, an anticipation for something like that, um, that's what we look for for a lot of the titles that are making their uh, ports, if you will, or, or remasters to another platform. And I think that um, if they're releasing their catalog the way that they are, that's what we want to see, right? We want to see that excitement build. Even, e- okay, there was more excitement, and this, uh, I know you're in the FGC community, but there was more excitement for Dan coming to Street Fighter V, okay? Then I, then I saw for days gone. And Dan is actually pretty good in Street Fighter five as a character that was just introduced and, and, uh, and a thing. So I, I look for that surge. I look for that electrifying energy. Uh, if you want to say that, uh, for, for titles that are crossing over, if you will, the, the guilty gear, um, and I didn't even play it. The guilty gear, uh, demo, I think it's on PlayStation, um, that was recently on the platform the last couple of weeks or at least the last week oh, and a half beta. or whatever. Beta, yeah, that was that, actually pretty big. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh my, I mean, I watched enough to be like, wow, you know what? I mean, I played a lot, but I'd buy just to see the the frames. Okay. And the anime characters moving on the screen. It it looks that good. And it looks like it plays really well too. But um, th- those are the excitement that we're looking for for certain titles. and And it's obvious, right? Which titles are getting them and which, which titles aren't. So in addition to that, right? Um, let's add this, um, this Halo stuff. So I, I kind of jumped on Halo real quick. So let me think about this. So in a recent blog, uh, 343 added like an audio, like an MP3 or whatever, wave or whatever file 
uh, to add some context to what's happening in the Halo universe. And the community that's watching it closely went bonkers, right? Because it gives you, it could be spoilers too. So, um, you know, don't listen to it if you don't want any of that. But um, the fact that we're getting bits and pieces uh, of, of content like that uh, for a game that's highly anticipated, because if they mess this up, then they've gonna they're gonna mess up forever, right? Because you can't mess this one up. This is the one everybody's waiting for, right? So, so they added a piece of audio, and um, I try to listen to it and forget it. So I can't. So I'm literally trying not to remember what I heard. Because I don't want it to spoil it to me, uh, for me when the game comes out, but it is, it is spoiler content. So, so be, be careful, uh, if you decide to go listen to that stuff, but, uh, but Halo, however you cut it, always excited about Halo stuff, whether you watch it closely or not. Yeah. <laughs> for me it's a, it's um because i've never really the farthest i've ever dived into the halo universe is red versus blue and that's not even a good representation <laughs> right i mean it, and it isn't at the same time um but no i mean it has such a a well-written out universe with all of the books that it has out um I don't know. I guess for me, as as that type of fan, I'm not a fan, but interest, it's there. Definitely there more than like you know, Days Gone or anything like that. But uh, I I don't I don't have much more about it. I think people are just going to be excited. They're going to be pumped about it. And I think people are going to be tuning into it and like you know, live tweeting it. And you know, as much as they are for the Mandalorian or right. watching, um, people are going to be there. Right. And, no matter if you even dived into the Halo universe to play it, I think the interest is there. The want is there. Absolutely. No, I, I definitely agree with that. And it, and it's good to see that. And I think there's a lot to enjoy um, when it comes to even some of the things you mentioned with the shows. Um, now, what, what I did see was interesting is uh, the Halo series will debut on the what used to be, what was it called before? CBS... Um, well, it's Paramount Plus now, but it was um, CBS All Access. That's what it was, right? So they've taken all their stuff and they rebranded to Paramount Plus, which is another thing that you are going to pay for. And hopefully, maybe you could sign in as your TV provider. I don't know if you could do that, but I'm, I'm going to check. But the Halo um, t- TV series is going to be there um, Q1 2022. So that's exciting. Yeah. Super pushing that Paramount Plus. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. They is it really um four ninety nine or is it um I didn't even I, look at I the price on it. I haven't looked at the prices, but yeah. I think they're just trying to not fail like Quibi did. Right. So, right. <laughs> they're really like we're gonna have some good content on here that people are gonna be interested in and we're gonna market it, it's gonna be in everybody's faces. Right. Like so really everything you know it. about CBS, um, let me mute this so it doesn't uh, make any audio. Uh, Paramount Plus is a subscription streaming video service replacing CBS All Access, which we mentioned. It costs $10 a month ad free or $6 a month with advertising launching Thursday morning. Okay. Thursday morning from when? What this is written? Uh, March 5th. Okay. So Thursday morning was, uh, what? The 11th? I think so. Yeah. 
Okay, so this was written I, after I, I it was launched. I can't, just, I yes. can't justify another. another. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Yeah. Might as yeah. well just have cable at this point. Yeah, because if you if you factor in what you're currently paying for, um, let me see. We have, um, and I think our list is going to be the same, with the exception of the anime stuff, because um, because I don't have any of the anime stuff, and I think you do, um. Hulu, Netflix. Netflix is a dollar from my phone company. So it's not, I don't think we're really paying the full price on that. Uh, Hulu, we're, we're paying for, I believe, uh, Showtime and the HBO Max stuff. Um, that's a family plan that I'm using right now, which I'm not paying for. But if we were to bundle it up, I think the amount would be what, $60 or $70, give or take? I think it'd be closer to 70 for me. $70, right? I, yeah. I, I have, like I have Crunchyroll, yeah, Hulu, Netflix, Showtime, HBO, DC Universe. I forgot about and that. And wow. Amazon, Amazon Prime Video stuff. Okay, so that's like seven or eight subscription services that I have. That I think, I think the cheapest one is like nine or ten dollars. Right. So if I have. Seven of them. Let's just go with the average ten dollars here. Even yeah. though I'm pretty sure for Netflix, I'm paying around fifteen. Um, that's already seventy, eighty bucks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can't get another one. I have to drop one if I'm going to get Paramount Plus, but it's got to be really, really good. I just need um, to know how to watch whatever show that's on there that I have to watch. But no, nah, I can't. I can't put another number on that. Nope, I can't. I can't. Amazon point, Prime. I gotta, I gotta drop something. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, so tying up loose ends. Uh, loose ends. Let me see. Um, so we talked about okay, Fall Guys developer Media Tonic, uh, scooped up by Epic Games. Thoughts? I think that's cool and that's smart. It's funny because I, I I played Fallout Guys the first month I was out, and I don't know. I just stopped. I, like my friends like stopped playing it, so I didn't play it. I recently, actually, I guess that is the last thing I've, I've I've played recently in the last couple of weeks. Is um, I tried out their last, their newest season, which is season three right now. Their new maps. I still don't have a crown. It's probably one of those very few games in where I don't mind not winning. I think I'm gonna still keep trying to get better. Right. Amazing if I can ever make it through the last round. I'm amazed I can make it to the third round. Let's just put it that way. But um, for them to, to you know, pick them up, I, I guess that's pretty smart. I think that's a smart investment. Yeah. Still has an active community that's playing it. Yeah, I just don't know what it means to them, but um, for them to acquire it and hopefully, you know, it's it's great for both parties. I mean, they're two different games, but Fortnite is almost kind of very similar in a way. Battle mm. Royale. Of course, you're a jelly bean, but they have the same type of, you know, <laughs> money making scheme behind it, right. which is like, oh, you're going to buy these skins because they look cool and we're going to offer new things. Yeah. I don't even know what season Fortnite is on. I stopped paying attention to that like oh, for almost two years now, but it, I mean, it's not going to be dying out anytime soon. Um, but it's not even about continuing on with the content they already, the games that they already have about Really, what can you you make new? 
Right. Like, is there going to be a new title? Is there going to be like what? What else are they going to do? I think that's what I'm interested in and want to know more about. Yeah. Yeah. So so there's that. There is that. Um, okay. So we got YouTube formula, which uh, we're currently reading. How you like it so far? I do. I like it. I'm a couple. I'm trying not to um, just be through read through it because it's not it's not like a normal book. It's no, nah, that's college course. That's that's a super. That's a, it's, a, <laughs> it's an instructional book. Yeah, um, with a good story to it because there's there's good personal um, experience that's being put into this. Yeah. So my my way of going forward to it is I will read a section or a chapter and really kind of pick it apart about how it applies to me, how it could apply to me, what am I, what it, or how I was looking at a certain like perspective of it and then to, to see him like, okay, that, that's a good point. Right. Um, like for, for me right now, I'm such a weird perfectionist that I, I actually harm myself by doing, by, by doing this is where I was like, okay, this is what I want. Um, and until it's like th- what I think is perfect, I can't move forward. Right. You know what they like, say I about hold my, I, I hold myself back. Yeah. Yeah. There's no such thing. Um, but for what, whatever my idea, what I think is good, if I don't, if I look at it and it doesn't meet that, scrap it, try again. And that's really harming myself. That really, really holds me back and hinders my progress. So there's like, um, not going to give everything away that's in there, but it's something I think it's actually good practice for people to apply to their real life. And that's on, that's another thing too, is that there's certain things in here that is written out um, for content creators and YouTubers. But I can see it, how it applies to like my personal life. Right. Um, but just going back to, you know, trying to take some tips out of there. I think one of the first things that it, it tells you to do is like, you know, make 10 videos. You're going to hate them and they're going to suck. <laughs> but make those 10 and then make 10 more. And those will be a little bit better, but yep. they'll still suck. And then take make 10 more about that. And then before you know it, you have like 100 videos. You're never going to be happy with where it's at. It's not to say that you should just make really like 10 crappy videos, like try your best with what your skills are at. But it reminds me of what, you know, um, what is said about artists in general. Nobody is born with the ability to be a great artist. It it is a muscle that you learned over Mm. repetition, over practice, over just doing the same things over and over and over again. It's going to look different from where you started a year ago, but you got to start somewhere. You might not be the best thing that you ever made, but it's the best thing that you did at that moment. So that's, that's one of the things that I'm just, I'm just kind of like, for me, I'm like, I'm trying to see like where, where I've held myself back and not in, not in just consecration, just in life in general. It's just, it's really, it's really good. And it's very interesting how I I'm personally reading through the book and taking it. I'm trying not to just like be through all this stuff. I'm, I'm really glad you picked it up though. I, I really am. Cause um, I was following those, those guys for a while and, you know, following them. I'm like, man, this, if there's any book that I would, I'm, I'm glad you, I'm glad you picked it up. So what, how are you taking it? What are you, what is, um, 
You haven't finished it, right? No, no. I'm I'm slow walking this thing. Like this is my project for the year. Because even when we we're um, talking earlier, um, I already like started a second channel and I'm going to start a, another channel. Um, current channel I just put out, well, it's not even like out, out, but I'm talking about it here. So if you hear this, it's already out. Uh, it's a shorts channel for YouTube shorts. And the next one I'm considering, which I didn't do yet, is uh, a live stream, uh, which is only for game live streaming only that I'm going to focus on uh, rather than putting that content on my main channel, which is, you know, our channel that I've been using. Um, so for me, I feel like granddad is talking to me. Right. And he's the czar of everything YouTube. And I'm I'm just sitting here listening and I have to make a decision. Right. Do I listen to mm-hmm. what grandpa's saying and apply what he already knows because he's built like, you know, tens and tens of different channels or do I ignore it because I believe I know everything about what grandpa's talking about? Cause he's grandpa. What, what, what can grandpa tell me that I don't already know about the world? That's the danger, right? So now I'm navigating that to relearn everything I thought I knew about YouTube. Some of it was, you know, it, it got me some growth and exposure, but the stuff, the nuances that I do not know is what I'm learning on top of things that I thought I fully understood. So that's, that's where I'm at. So I'm going through it. Um, understanding those things are there. You know, ego and pride and everybody thinks that just because they have a YouTube channel, they understand everything. So I'm trying not to fall into that particular camp as I'm, as I'm reading it. So, um, I, I think it's enlightening for me. Um, it's definitely a project that I want to be, um, ongoing for me. I want it to be a, a constant read. Um, and, and even follow the content that he's, uh, put out with the videos that he has associated with, with the book itself is something that I want to be in, right? That's my homework right now. That's what I'm focusing on. Yeah. We're going to do podcasts and stuff like that. That's, that's, that's going to be there. But my homework right now is focusing on how I can better uh, do thumbnails for YouTube and create content on on YouTube channels and stuff like that. Twitch is going to be there too. I'll jump in and, in and out of that. Um, but um, but yeah, I, I am relearning a lot of things right now. You know, um, just just put that there. I think it was a few days ago, maybe earlier this week. I put out a tweet that says that um, I will never claim to be an expert of anything. Like it's it's nice to have that title, but I don't think I ever want to get to that point where someone's like, oh, they're an expert of this. Because that just means like, for me, I perceive it as that person knows everything that can be known about whatever that topic may be, whether it be your TikTok or your Instagram or Twitch or YouTube or even Facebook. Okay, if anybody has any lockdown on Facebook, I'm going to expect them to be an expert because that is one algorithm and and platform I do not understand, no matter how hard I try to. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. But... um. But I, I just feel like if you call somebody an expert, it's just like they're, you're like limiting them on where they can grow to. Mm. And for you to take that, that, like, I'll say that I'm well versed and educated on a topic, but I don't know everything. I don't, I don't want to ever reach that point where I feel or people think that I know everything about a certain topic because I'm always learning, always growing, and I always want to be that way. 
Um, I am a student of life. But like the way that you're saying you listen to grandpa, that I think that's where a lot of content creators get stuck too. Is this that they have they develop a method that works for them. Um, and, and the thing is with the the YouTube formula, it's not really necessarily teaching you how to be an overnight success, but to have that long-term success and growth that's consistent. Like you will never, I, I think the worst thing that can ever happen to somebody is to be an overnight viral sensation mm. because that amount of growth and attention is so quick and so fast. You don't know what to do with it once you get it. And then you quickly dies out because right. you didn't capitalize on it. You didn't build that time, that education, that experience to know what to do with it. That I, and, and that's where I'm taking this book is that there's, there's a lot to be, you can learn from it, from trials and errors, from what other people did. But you're not going to follow exactly what they did, but you're going to pick what what is suited for you? What is going to help you in the long term? What is going to help? Like, how are you developing that method that does work for you? Um, when I made that tweet, though, it wasn't. It wasn't directly talking about this book. I, I don't. I'm not even sure if I had the book yet, but um, I come across a lot of content creators who just you cannot tell them any other way. Well, this is what was working for me, and this is what you know. This is what I, I get. But they're stuck in like, this is the only method that you can do. This is the only type of content you can do. There's, there's no other further growth. You can, don't, don't, just, if somebody has some critiques or some advice or, or sees that, okay, this is a shining star within your content that's consistent, but you don't put as much focus on it, listen to it. Doesn't mean you have to take it, but listen to what people have to say. That's, that's my little, my little insert about it. No, I Don't agree. be so stubborn that you're not willing to just listen or consider. Doesn't mean you have to take that advice, but it does. There's nothing wrong for you to like really see your work through somebody else's eye. Well, okay. So speaking of advice, I've given this advice to to some people, and um, I don't know how it panned out because I, I didn't hear back from them after I've given them this advice. And the advice is, um, wait on a PlayStation five, just wait, wait, I didn't want to, I know, I know, <laughs> but now, so they're saying that the, the supplies going to pick up uh second half of 2021, which makes sense. But, um, I do not, um, I do not, uh, have this uh i must have it uh right away but i feel like i am um and that's something that we definitely have to talk about before uh we close um i need a switch at some point i i because that's outside of the turbo graphics 16 into the nintendo entertainment system in 87 for me um i haven't had any other nintendo machines by way of hardware I've have access to maybe like one of the Wii's, but I I need a a Switch. I know they're talking about the uh, the Switch Pro and stuff like that. That's that's recent conversations, and it's gonna have a 720p OLED or whatever, something like that. That's that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. That's the word on the street or whatever. So I at some point I need to to make that 
buy because I want to play all those Mario games, man. All of them. Yeah, the, I, I, the the Switch is such a good gem of a console. I need held. it. I need it. So, um, so yeah, so I am more excited to push towards that than um, PlayStation or Xbox right now because I don't have any games that I'm really pushing for on the PlayStation 5 that I need to play. Um, and then stuff on the Xbox, the way they designed everything now, you know, I could play pretty much most of their stuff everywhere. Respectfully, right? So, um, so yeah, I, I, I want to switch. That's still on my list of, I need to do that at some point. I think telling people to wait on any console is a smart thing, especially when it's still the launch year. Yeah. Always wait. I mean, it's going to replenish at some point, but of course, that whole FOMO feeling. But I, I needed to, I needed to have it. And just because. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But I didn't need to have the Xbox. So I didn't jump on that train. I, I can wait for the Xbox eventually. Maybe, maybe one day I'll have it. I don't know. Maybe when they make an Xbox Series X Pro and not saying that they have or they will, but you know how these console things go. <laughs> maybe I'll get my boyfriend's Xbox Series X and he'll get the nice new one. But, you know, the whole Xbox Game Pass thing, like the entire library that means anything to me or the games that mean anything to me on the Xbox, I can get it on my PC. And that is a fantastic and beautiful thing. All right. So things are popping up in my mind. Um, I know we're going to be wrapping up soon. Didn't they tease a, a Gears thing that was happening? If they did, I missed it. Okay, so Please tell me. <laughs> I think, but I saw something on there, um, and that's another thing I, I would love to check out the Gears books. I want to, I want to check those out. There was something I saw where they showed a hand that looked like a Gears game that they were teasing, and I'm um, trying to see. The books, think, if you haven't read them, are fantastic. They're really good. Yeah, they look really good. Uh, maybe they were teasing a the upcoming update or something that's out. Maybe Gears, um, Gears Five Operation Six. I think that's yeah, that's Gears Five Operation Six. But if they really redid Gears, um, I liked the um the contra feel of some of the past Gears where you just uh drop in, drop out, and help out. I think that's Gears One, Two, and Three. Uh, three amplified that uh, drop in, drop out arcade type feel, if you will. And of course, they had the um, what do you call those things? Uh, the you know the the leveling thing, the the grinding to fifty. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Um, the horde, horde mode, exactly, exactly. Uh, so yeah, so this was actually a tease for Operation Six. That's that's what it looks like. But the way they cut the picture, I'm going to send it to you right right now. The way they cut the picture, they made it seem like it was going to be uh, a master, um, a remaster of a um, previous Gears game. Like just a just a holding of the the cogs in the hand, you know, Uh, but uh, it's a closed fist instead of an open hand because I think when the picture, I think it was Marcus Phoenix, his hand was open when the um, the chain of the cog was draped over his hand or something like that. I don't, I don't remember the fist being closed. I could be wrong. Um, 
but um i would have to look into that gears to like a promo uh promo pictures uh, i think the cover of that no it was closed as well okay so so it was closed as well and but um so even with that we actually i see another picture where it was open so so i'm not crazy all right so let me copy and, and show you that so I thought that it was going to be like Gears 2, right? See, like it's open and draped into his hands. Yeah. And another cover, it shows where it's closed into his hands. So I'm like, all right, what are you trying to do? And I saw a lot of excitement about that than, you know, some other recent things. But, um, but yeah, sidebar. I would lose my collective <laughs> if they ever, if they ever, I had to censor myself for that one, um, have like a TV series for just Gears. Oh, man. If they went in depth like they will for like Halo, then yeah, I would. That would be, that would be something. That would be something crazy. Crazy. All right. So there's that. Um, so yeah, we talked about YouTube formula, PS5 stuff. Yeah. So, um, if you're still waiting for that, definitely be excited for the second half of the year. Um, audio monitor, YouTube video is out. Um, essentially what that is, is, um, as you know, I use voice meter for a long time and, um, this plugin came out for OBS called the audio monitor. And basically what it allows you to do is monitor things that are audio. And I was like, you know what? Let me see if I can monitor everything through OBS and not use voice meter at all. And on top of that, let me see if I could um, allow OBS to automatically start when my machine starts. So it's already on and I could hear everything that I need to hear from either voice over IP, the music stuff, the mic stuff, and you know, the main, the main stuff. So I set it up. It's working. I'm happy about it. And, um, that's my current setup now. So, uh, no voice meter. Uh, I'm, I'm taking a, a long hiatus, maybe a very, very long sabbatical from, uh, voice meter, uh, because, uh, the, the lingering issues, um, um, completely honest here is, is the crackling of the audio that you can't control. And sometimes you don't know if OBS is going to, um, not OBS, if voice meter is going to be working that day or not. And if you're prepping to stream, uh, there may be some, some issues that you have to, uh, go back and figure out if you had your stuff saved and, and stuff like that. Now, learning the process of making it work, I'm, I'm never going to forget that because it gave me a baseline on how to set up my things for the future. Will I use it again? Maybe if they iron out those issues that are, um, that seems to be plaguing it in terms of the, um, the, uh, what's the word? The, um, uncertainty of it working or not on days when you think everything is good. You, you have the new game you just got for, for review from a company. You're ready to start your stream and your audio is not working. Right. So now you have to figure out why my audio is not blah, 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 right? all that. Right. So basically what I ended up doing is I'm using OBS with the audio monitor plugin and I'm able to monitor everything that, um, I've been monitoring with voice meter with my different headsets. And, um, everything is working great. Um, I'm, I'm happy about it. And we're recording this right now, uh, through OBS and I'm going to check the audio. I have you on one track. I have me on one track and, and uh, everything seems to be flowing really, really good. So, um, once you guys hear the audio, you'll, you'll see that, um, prayerfully everything works well, that, uh, this was, uh, this was good.
I just want to say you are not a content creator if you do not have technical issues with your PC. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know a single streamer that has never had some type of video, audio, or setup issue. If there is, they're lying. Yeah, yeah. Because there's always an issue. Like even even sometimes with this setup, this new setup, um, if if there's there's crackling, I just do a quick reboot because re restart um, clears everything out, but shut down and re shut down and restarting is it's it's weird uh, the way Windows 10 is. Like if you reboot, it clears everything it's supposed to clear, but sometimes if you just shut it down without holding Shift to shut down the machine while you're holding Shift to shut it down, it doesn't close everything that it needs to close out. Cause it has this, uh, quick restart, um, quick resume feature on Windows 10. And, um, for you to completely shut down the machine, you have to hold shift and then hit shut down while you're holding shift until the machine shuts down. That's a real shutdown for Windows 10. And you know what the terrible thing is? I, I had this issue and I haven't, I actually had a, a, a like uninstall one of my last updates. Sometimes the updates don't fully install and then you have these problems. Right. Like I couldn't I I was having internet issues with this one of the updates. I think it was two updates ago and I uninstalled it and I have it on pause right now. Um but basically like it would show I had internet c- connection, but I couldn't load up my sites. It was just an endless loading circle. So I was like talking to, you know, Spectrum, I was resetting my router, I was messing around with my modem, I was doing all these things and I couldn't I couldn't access certain window settings. And it took me a while to be able to get to it so I can uninstall. Like, okay, maybe it's this update. Uninstall that update. Everything was perfect. Like, yeah. All right. Reinstalled it. Had the same issue. All right. Uninstall. We're going to wait. We'll wait until, like, I, when I was trying to, like, look at the Windows, like, notes and, you know, bugs and issues, like, I didn't see anything come up. So I don't know if, not enough people at that time reported having an issue. But yeah. that was mine. And I really, really dislike Windows updates. I understand why they're there. I have to do it for myself at, for at work. But they can be like the biggest messes. I think majority of the time I have problems is because something that uh, a Windows update screwed up. Yeah, and it's usually a Windows update. Like uh, if there's a way, if there was a way to stop it from installing like... um x86 stuff like if your machine is is 64 and you can only install the 64 stuff and you don't have to install the x86 stuff i realized that um, when i was using voice meter if i uninstall the x86 updates then i would have less issues than having both of them both of them on the machine so yes it's weird Uh, so typically what i do now like if i hear um like you know crackling or anything like that i'll be like oh okay so i'll just restart and then everything's fine, you know, and I, I'm digging this new setup and um, hopefully that video allows you guys to, you know, take advantage of what you already have on your on your machine, because we tend to have a lot of audio drivers on our machine, but we didn't we didn't have a way to necessarily monitor it um, easily. Right. And this plugin allows you to do that for, for your particular situation. You have the Go XLR. So. You have all the stuff like readily available for you, like from day one, like from when you bought your, your unit. Right. And I think that, um, 
that makes it a lot easier because I think you have like automatic sliders too, right? Like the sliders move up and down, lights yeah. off or whatever. So yeah, so so your setup is um, and then you have like your your built in your VST plugins that are built in, like your DSer and all that stuff that's built into your unit and stuff like that. So for those who are not ready to um to invest uh, that amount um into their their setup, whether they believe it's too early or they just want to wait for the money or whatever, uh, they can use this plugin to off to do something very similar without um you know investing um what is it four four hundred um five. 500, depending. 400, I think. Yeah. Maybe. Without, without investing that 400 that early. <laughs> yeah. A couple of stacks here and there. Um, but, um, it's, it's effective and you're still able to use VST plugins with OBS. You're still able to make it, uh, uh, start as soon as Windows start, um, by, you know, doing a couple of commands and the, and the, uh, command prompt and stuff like that. Um, and then OBS is supported by some big companies. So you know that the development for it is always going to be good. So, so there's that. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I think that's all I have. I mean, did we miss anything? Let me look. Let me look. Um, yeah, we talked about, um, uh, yeah, I think pretty much everything with the exception of aliens, fire team. Yeah. That's all we, um, PSVR, uh, PSVR thoughts. We didn't talk, we didn't talk about that. Um, okay. So the whole going back to the banana controller and that yeah. weird things and the pads and it's going into it, I believe has some ties into what's going to be in the PSVR to, controller finger grips because okay so the psvr i do have and i enjoyed it and um kind of half of the reason why i decided to get you know the oculus rift and the quest because i think that was a good introduction to um to vr itself i I hope they eventually come with something that is going to be a lot less of a pain to set up. That's see with the PSVR, the first one, the setup for it is really overly complicated. First of all, they use way too much paper for the instruction manual that came with that thing. That that book was it wasn't an an eight and a half by fourteen, but it was bigger than you know your typical eight by eleven paper, and it would just have an it would have an illustration. And a number, and I was like, "This is a waste of paper." But it's like plug one into here, two into there, three into there, and four into this. So I was like, "Okay, this is this is way too much." So I really hope that they are going to stick with making that a little bit more simplified, where it's just a single connector that goes into your PS Five. Mm. Um, there's a currently adapter I think that's out right now that you can use your current PSVR on the PS Five at the moment. Um, not a whole lot was given about what to expect from this next generation. They don't PSVR two is not even necessarily the name that's gonna be, but for as simple of a naming scheme as PlayStation comes out with, I feel like it's just gonna be PSVR two. Yeah, that makes sense. Um I it, I don't think it's gonna be anywhere that you can see on like the quality. I don't think it's gonna be on the level that, you know, the current Quest two is on or the PC VR headsets that are currently out. But I think it's going to be really great introduction to, you know, console players having the capabilities of having a VR ex- experience. Um, the downside of it is that a lot of those games, like Beat Saber, um, you don't have the ability to have modded songs because obviously that is a very questionable method to have some of those custom maps that are available on PC. 
to be on a console. Um, mm. I'm sure Sony has a very strict ways about certain modifications that's available and modifying, you know, certain libraries to make that possible. Obviously, I work for your, um, we don't support uh, VR, uh, PSVR at this moment. Would we like to? Sure. I, I'm pretty sure if that opportunity ever came up, we would love to have your on there. But there, there is certain limitations. Uh, I just, there, there's a lot of things I want and hope from it. It'd be fantastic if it could just be wireless. That would be absolutely a big game changer. Yeah. Especially, especially even for people who are using the Quest because being tied down with a wire is really difficult. And, and even for the PSVR, like you have to be really careful about your distance, about what your movements, about what you're doing, which can ruin that immersion at the same time. But there, there's certain patents I think Sony is coming out with. Um, like again, the, the whole finger motions, which really changes the dynamic of how you play certain, um, VR games. Um, I really hope they have some, something that is more for accessibility, which is like eye tracking, um, uh, widening the field of view. I, I, I want to say, I think I, and I, I don't know the exact specifics. I think for the PSVR, I think the field of view was like a hundred degrees. So widen that out more because there's some, like your your vision is very limited. Um, they did mention something about putting in a patent for motion sickness, which does limit me for certain games. It's just like my brain cannot compliment, uh, compliment, like, um, what's the word? I'm comprehend? Thinking? Yeah, I guess it is comprehend. But it really cannot function the way that you would in normal movements. Like I, there's a... Uh, VR battle royale game, um, Population One, where you're kind of running around. When it comes to certain games, if I have to run or move, and it's not the teleporting, like you're actually functionally running in there and using your joystick, I cannot function. Like it, it's it's so weird that I I feel like I'm so disconnected that it makes me sick. So I'm very interested in what Sony has that they're trying to pull to deal with that. Because I would love that across the board for all games. I know there's certain games right now that are available on PC VR that says, like, oh, no motion sickness. Yeah, that's not for me. I still experience it. It's really difficult. Um, even games like uh, Phasmophobia um, in VR, I, I just cannot do even, even though it's like teleporting where it's basically you point in a direction you want to go, you press the button, you move there. Um, you don't have to walk there. I cannot, I just cannot function. It doesn't, it doesn't click in my head <laughs> and my body feels so discombobulated and disconnected from everything. Mm. So, um, I am interested in finding out what they're going to be doing. Um, it's not going to be this year. Hopefully, maybe next year. Am I going to get it? Probably not. Simply because I do have, you know, my Quest. I really do want to get a Quest 2. I have my Oculus Rift still, which still works amazingly. There's a couple other um, headsets that are still in the process, one of them being uh, a wireless one that possibly will combat with uh, the Quest 2, I want to see how that goes. So I'm kind of on that train. But I'm, I'm you know, console gamers and having them have that accessibility to them to have that experience, I think 
is really great. There is something that was said. Let me see um, exactly who said it and how it was said without me, you know, misquoting somebody if I can find where I read it. But it was basically that. Oh, man, I don't I don't want to misquote this. It's going to make me sad. Oh, Jim Ryan. So PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan says that VR is still unproven. It's an unproven space, but the company is still really intrigued about where it will go. I Mm. think VR in general, not just necessarily PlayStation VR, but VR in general, I think, I don't know how much more evidence there needs to be that there is a want and desire to expand this this space. I mean, there's so many people jumping on the VR train. Oculus has made a uh, very affordable entry unit with their, their Quest that is wireless, that has a really great uh, library that's constantly expanding. There's people who are using it for fitness, and I see that consistently. Like, they... That is just one of the side benefits of having this VR experience available to people is is that it's a new alternative method to fitness. That for somebody like me who gets very self-conscious being in a gym, having that um, is just amazing. And you have games like VR Workout that it really puts you through those motions of, you know, having your own hit class. And you have games like Half-Life Alex that came out. You have Population One. You have Beat Saber. You have Audio Trip. Uh, and there's a lot. There's a lot of games and people are enjoying them. So when I hear these comments of like, it's unproven space or, you know, it's just like it's popularity isn't there yet. It's going to die out. It has been out like VR itself has been out for several years now and I don't see it slowing down. So what more proof do they need to show like we should be investing some of our library and some of our time into this. We should be funding these studios to create games and content for this space for these players. That's the part that always gets me. Yeah, but slowly but slowly they are working with more companies to produce more titles, yes? Yes, for the PC side, I feel. Okay. Console side, because, well, Xbox has already said that they don't see a future for VR, which is really sad. And then you have PlayStation, who has their stuff in there. They're like, we're going to be here just in case it picks up, but we're not going to put as much focus on it. Right. So, yeah, there are games being made. I just like, like what more do you need for the community? And especially when you see the sales of, of Oculus units, it's amazing. So where, where, what is that threshold to say? Yeah, VR (laughs) is, is successful. VR is here for the long run. Well, I'm sure it's money and I'm sure it's, um, market share. I mean, it's not like it's the virtual boy. I don't know. Like that, that that lasted like a year. Oh, man. So it's already lasted like several times over longer than the virtual boy. Yeah. Um, 
it, I feel like it's only going to get better and improving. And, you know, there's a there's a space not even just in VR, but XR or just AR in general, where, it, where there's virtual world and life and experience people are adapting to, people are enjoying, people are willing to dive into, I think. Yeah, you got to jump on it. I think Sony, you need to jump on it. Microsoft, I think it's one of those things. It's 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 one of those gambles. I think as the next generation of games come out, they decide like whether they're going to put their time into it. It's like what's safer for them? Yeah, kind of like they always do for like every year. You know, when they were deciding, do we go with HD DVD or do we go with Blu-ray? Obviously, Blu-ray run. Um, like, you know, do we go with you know your standard kind of hard drive or do we do all the drives, what kind of technology do you want to bring over into it? And I think PlayStation made the safe bet going with the VR, even though they don't have as much faith in it. And Xbox like, nope. Yeah. It's one of those things. And that's my thoughts. <laughs> nice. No, no. Always, always appreciate it. That's dope. That's dope. Okay, so last but not least, uh, before we kind of do plugs and stuff like that, is Aliens Fireteam. Aliens Fireteam, it is set in the iconic Alien universe. It is a cooperative third-person survival shooter that drops your fireteam of hard Marines into a desperate fight to contain the, is it Zeno or Xenomorph? I don't know. You pick I, one. I say Xenomorph. I say Xenomorph. Okay, so the threat. So that's... um. Uh, developer is Cold Iron Studios and is published by Cold Iron Studios. They're looking for uh, to drop this summer 2021. So I'm sure we're going to see more of that. So it's a single player on your side. It's online co-op. So, yeah. So it looks it looks uh, good. Go ahead. It does. It does. So the, first, the fact that it's a third person co-op shooter. Yes. Is it a looter shooter? Um, I don't think so. I'm definitely going to put it into the realm of like gears slash left for dead experience kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, Agreed. No, so I'm like super excited about it. What makes me sad about types of games like this? It takes away. I mean, I know we're all supposed to be social distancing and everything like that, but that's not going to be a forever thing. Makes me sad when a game says that they don't have local co-op. Mm. Like I'm glad that there is a co-op. Yeah, most of the people I'm going to be playing with is going to be online. Right. But like that's not always true. I mean, like I'll most likely be playing this with my boyfriend. No, it looks really I good. Have to buy it twice. Yeah. Like, that is a bit rough. Okay, that is a bit rough. That's one hundred and twenty dollars. It'll probably I don't know what the price is, but it'll most likely be a full price game. Um. So it'd be nice to have a local co-op. Just putting that out there, but I what I think is really really cool. So it happens like twenty some odd years, twenty three years after the original Alien trilogy itself. Okay. So it's continuing on with that storyline, and then um, you like kind of like uh, you know Gears, where you, well you can have two additional people or the AI. No game actually ever has a good AI partner. So good luck with you if that's where you're going. <laughs> right. um, if not, just hit me up and I'll play with you. <laughs> um, but yeah, they have like these character classes which like I I kind of actually always dig that with um, co-op shooters is having these different classes. And then you have, you know, your friends, you try to 
kick out either either you're just going to be all like heavy fire we're just going to demolish everything but it's always an interesting thing to throw in like okay what classes work out pretty good so that you have like this full immersive experience um i i can't remember what all the classes were um like you have your gunner um technician i think as a doc or a medic really um recon and can't remember the last one so so recon would be the sniper guy maybe yeah i would i would believe that to be the sniper guy i think the gunner there's always that one that's kind of like the middle ground that's like yeah, the AR, average like the ar yeah. guy yeah. yeah. Then you have the demolisher who's just like the heavy LMT, hitter. yeah. Tank <laughs> yeah. build, yeah. And then you have the medic. Yep. Um, and then Gotta you have, have the, the technician that kind of has like the hacking or whatever it may be to offer buffs or something like that. Um, the the only thing that I did kind of find out about it, which um, there's nothing, nothing I think is fully like they they have like information on it, but like not fully detailed information about it. The the campaign sounds short, but not at the same time. Like supposedly there's like three or four different story campaigns and each one has like three missions in each, which kind of sounds short to me. Okay. I don't know how long a mission is or how long the story is, but the fact that it has multiple story campaigns uh, would hopefully each of them are different types of missions that tie into the overall main ending of the story. So what I'm hoping for, that's why you would have those four campaigns. Um, I think that, uh, like, I'm interested in it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it looks really good. It looks really, really good. Uh, full control support, online co-op, single player. And um, I'm looking at the Steam screen here. It says, uh, similar to games you've played, Warframe. And it's, it shows 79 hours on record for Warframe. So uh, it looks good. It looks good. I dig it. I can dig it. I think that's all I have. Anything you want to plug before we close? Um, no, that's all I got. Where where can we find you? Where where you at on on the Twitter? You can and... find me at home, <laughs> hiding out, bundled okay. up in my comfy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Miss DJM. That's where I'm at. That's where you'll find me lurking nice eventually i'll be back to streaming so i'm not gonna plug that one yet i'll let you know when i get back okay but i'll be posting that on twitter uh, that's fair that's fair i think uh, one of the things that if we want to mention is i know we talked about the book and, and stuff like that and um i definitely want you guys to if you're building anything on youtube it's definitely worth to check out so i currently have it posted on my my link tree so you'd find that at andrew alliance.com it's at the very top it says something like level up your youtube game um definitely invest in yourself i don't know it was like 20 something uh 25 or whatever it was but um definitely invest in yourself i think it's it's going to give you perspective and it's going to um set a lot of things um straighter for you you know because i know we have all this information about youtube but when someone takes all this information and narrows it down to this is what you should focus on versus everything we think we should focus on. I think it's a good uh, buy. Uh, so definitely consider investing in yourself. Uh, Andrew-Lines.com is where you can find me. Miss DJM is at Miss DJM on Twitter. And um, that's all I got. Uh, you got the final words, Daniela. 
You, I got the final words. You just did everything. No, say something. Say something. Oh, tell the people. Tell the people. Bye. Oh, bye. Hope you have a great <laughs> week. <laughs> no, but seriously, I hope you guys have a great week. Thank you for tuning in and checking us out. Until next time, stay safe.